Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So, I don't know about you, but I'm getting really excited because we're going to see each other next week. Literally in a week, we will be on the lake in a boat. I'm so And I will probably be drunk. All Emily and I have been talking about has just been like, like, we just need sun. And like, and you're coming at the perfect time because it's going to be such great weather. Yeah. So like that, that's all we need. It's going to be some good vibes, some sun, a boat, <laughs> all of the above. I've been looking at the weather and I think it's going to be like nine in the nineties that weekend. That's crazy. According that's to awesome. last time I checked. I'm so excited. That's like perfect. Like 90 degrees is the perfect weather for me to be outside. Especially because right now in LA, in the valley, you're getting like hundreds of degrees and you're sitting out of the pool every day. Yeah, that's like my new thing. Like I stop working. I technically get off at 445, but I like to stop working at four and I go down to the pool and I lay in the sun for like two hours and it's perfect. It's great. It's so relaxing. I'm like 12 shades darker than I was before. And I didn't realize how pale I was until I started tanning. And it was you kind look of really tan. Yeah, I know. I look like a new person. I don't know. I want to see what the heat index is for you right now. Because you bet yeah, you best be sunscreening. I am. And because I get like sun rash too. I don't burn, but like my skin gets really itchy if I'm in the sun too long and I don't put enough sunscreen on. So that's like really miserable. I would show my tan lines, but I don't want to like flash everybody on camera. Your UV index today, like day, like average, it looks like is eleven. Is that a lot? Is, I don't know. That's that like extreme. Like to tan, I think it's like five to six or something like that. Oh, and so I'm so, roasting. So you're you're actually roasting right now. The UV index in Olympia is like six. So. You can get a nice little tan. <laughs> so, um, sure, I guess. I mean, if there's ever sun that comes out here. That's true. Did you lie to me? You did not tell me how <laughs> fucking dull it was going to be here. Because I'm, I'm a Floridian. Well, so, because I'm whenever we first moved here and it was winter, I was like, you know what? Like, this is fine. It rains all the time in Florida, too. But, like, now that it's the summer and there's no sun, I'm like, oh, okay, got it. I guess it's hit or miss. Some summers, it's just so pretty and so sunny. I guess this is just an off summer for you guys. I mean, everyone has said that it's like it's been a late start to the summer. But I will say there's been beautiful days. Where the days are good, they're beautiful. Rather than like if I were in Florida and every day is hell because summer in Florida is hell. When it's good, it's really good. Yeah. Iconic. 10 out of 10. Also, I just realized I didn't take my, my hormones. You can so, take them on screen so, for us. So everyone, Yay. this is my 100 milligrams of spironolactone. I take 200 a day. Here's if some you're ASMR. This, <laughs> if you're listening to this, remember to take your hormones. Take them right now. Remember. Don't Here forget. are my don't antipsychotics so I don't go crazy. Mm. Yum. Tastes so Breakfast good. for the <laughs> champions. <laughs> With my iced coffee. I love how gay this is. Oh my god, wait, you're drinking iced coffee. <gasps> Hormones yeah. with iced coffee, that's brave. Because it Iconic. tastes like shit. Whenever like, you take your spiral and you have it under your tongue, does your whole mouth get blue? I do, yeah, it does. <laughs> and it's like the weirdest texture and like aftertaste. 
I have to brush – like when I take it in the morning, I have to do it before I brush my teeth because it's like disgusting. That's a smart idea. I take And when I take it at night um, – because I typically brush my teeth in the shower and then later, way later in the night, I'll take my hormones. And then every night I kiss like Emily goodnight and I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> you're going to just like somehow like get the estrogen in your mouth. <laughs> She's and- like, why are my boobs so big? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> She's like, I, um, I just like grew a cup. But yeah, That's so, so – funny. I'm always worried, but obviously it doesn't matter. It's like naturally occurring in her body. Sometimes when I wake up super early and I take my hormones and I drop like an estrogen pill on the floor, my cats obviously like to swat at things and like lick things. So I'm scared that they're going to like eat it. What happens if your cat has estrogen? Like what what does it do? I'm so worried about that too. Like the other day I was um, cleaning around my, my desk and I randomly stumbled upon just a random estrogen pill and it's been at my desk. And I'm always worried like Fig is going to get to that somehow, but um, she hasn't. And so like, I, I don't, I think they know better. I don't think they would, but that yeah. is like a fear of mine because they're so easy to just like drop or misplace because sometimes I'm putting it in my hand and then I was like, I'm pretty sure I had three in my hand. I don't know where the other one went and it just like slid under like through my fingers and like I find it on the floor like two weeks later. So... That's pretty normal, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I hope, I mean, I hope they they don't sniff or eat it. But it's like a rational fear of mine that I have that they're just going to like, because Jordan opens my drawers. So I don't know what the hell she does between the hours of 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. because that bitch is just going crazy. So. Do you wake up in the morning and everything's open? Yeah. Because I, I, I leave a lot of my skincare stuff on the countertop I wake up in the morning and everything is not in the right space. She stole my beauty blender. I don't know where it is. And I know her ass took it. So, like, I don't know where she could even have put it. But it's gone. I Sometimes I'm missing hair ties. And she just, like, shows up a couple of hours later with, like, a scrunchie in her mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's where it went with you. She just your, your, um, She's literally yeah. a kleptomaniac. I love that. Yeah, Fig just opens everything. I'll wake up in the morning and every drawer in the house is open, like in all the kitchen cabinets. She just gets bored. She also recently learned how to open up our laundry door, which is one of those where you grab the handle and you pull it out and like the door like bends. So you have to like grab the door and pull it out. So she knows how to like go underneath the door and like pull it with her hands to make it open. And it's like crazy. So every day, like our everything's open. And then she she knows how to open our like our um, side table like dresser drawers. She would like stand on her feet and like grab it and then just like walk back. Oh my and god! Just like fake. She's so bad. She's a and it's for nothing. Girl. She opens it and then looks and then just leaves. And like that's all she wanted oh to god. do is open it. She just wants to know. I just exactly. realized I can meet Fig now. Like that's a possibility. You haven't met her. I have not met Finn. What? I think she would love you. Really I mean, she's really shy, but I think she would love you. We would be best friends. You could meet her. That is yeah. cool. We could throw her in the lake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> she would not be coming. She would be miserable. I know, but like yeah. knowing that the weekend's going to be hot now, I'm like, I have to like figure out how to make the apartment cool. Luckily, Emily's mm-hmm. sister lives here. So yeah. we have an AC. But um, that's crazy. You haven't met her. Yes, you yeah. can. I can meet her now. And so I don't know how we're going to do next week. We were like talking about this 
do we want to like do something together? I know for sure we'll like try and vlog. Obviously, that's the plan, like to document us being together because that doesn't happen very often. So that's something that you guys can look forward to. But I don't know if we'll have like a full episode. But you did film something smaller. Um, yeah. A couple like a week ago. The, converse- the conversation, the recording was like an hour and a half. But I think I'm going to wow. cut it down a lot. There was like a lot of like um, like problems that came up with like internet connections and stuff. And mm-hmm. the audio isn't the best on their end. But I have a f- childhood friend that I went to school with. Um, that was like really close like we were like the both Mexicans in the south and like we were really close we were like best 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 friends growing up Um, our families like hated each other but like we were like best friends the only other Mexican in my school that I wasn't related to Um, and yeah so like we ended up disconnecting whenever I moved after fifth grade but after all this time we both ended up being you know coming out as trans so we both have a trans experience from like like it's crazy because we like grew up so close and we both didn't know that about one another and um i wanted to interview them and like sit down and be like like what is your story like tell me your your feelings and stuff and we had a great conversation i just have to go through and make sure i edit like a lot of the certain parts out that maybe are like i don't know like not important to the story or a little bit of a tangent and or like audio mess ups and stuff. But I think there's like a really cool story there. We talk about like even like terms like Latinx, how we feel about stuff like that, language, family ties. Like it was a really cool conversation and I'm super happy I could catch up with her. So I'm really excited to share everyone like this story. The The audio isn't going to be the best like it is when we talk. So bear with me. I don't think I'm going to release a video for it. Um, I have the video, but it, the whole thing is like really blurry. So um, we we'll see how it works out. But if there isn't an episode next week, just know it's because we're both having fun. Um, And if anything, there will be that mini episode of Girlish um, where I interview my friend because it's such a cool story. And I really want you guys to like listen to it. It was a really cool conversation. That's so cool. I'm excited to hear it, too. When you told me like the story, I was like, wow, that's crazy that you can like be close and then disconnect and then you come back and find out that you both transitioned like that's crazy I'm yeah. interested to hear like how or did you guys talk about if you knew like anything like if you had like some type of connection like oh this person seems like they might be really similar to me or anything like that we talked about like the family yeah so essentially we did talk a bunch about like um, when we kind of knew our whole process of coming out, our family's reactions to us coming out, and like a lot of a lot of like how we grew up and why it took us so long to be you know where we are today, and just like the feelings of everything. So sorry, the pill is just like now going down, and I'm like <laughs> choking on it. Um, do you ever swallow Spyro and you can feel like the burning of the mint go all the way down? Yeah, that's why I drink it with 17 gallons of water and make it's sure rough. that it, it goes, it's gone because those are thick pills. They're giant. But um, yeah, so the conversation was really cool because we're both Mexican. Um, our, fa- our dads work both in peaches. Like that's how we know each other. Um, and so there's like a lot of similar ways we grew up. So it was an interesting conversation to hear both of our coming out stories when we knew when we knew. I knew a lot earlier than she did. 
So um, I think growing up, I probably had more of an understanding of who I was than when she kind of discovered it later on, which it's interesting to hear everyone's like coming out process and what it was for them, because for her, it was she's, you know, queer, no, like her gender identity is something that she's questioning and she thinks she's non-binary to now. She, I think, described herself as trans femme. Um, So there's a whole like, there's a whole journey for her that I feel like I I didn't have. So it's interesting to see the similar stories we had kind of going through like similar experiences because I came out as trans before coming out. Like I knew my sexuality, my gender identity were different. And, and like, there was just, like, I, I already differentiated in my head from like middle school. Like I, I knew. So it's interesting to kind of see the the differences in her stories. And I, I just thought it was really cool. So I'm excited to share that. Um, yeah, I just have to edit it, which I'm so tired of work because at work, all I do is edit. So I'm like, okay, I just have to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. That's like, we haven't interviewed somebody else in since we literally have only done it one time. So it'll be like a fresh new thing to hear. I want to do more interviews because I think that would be so cool. It is just hard to, we're remote. So me and you being remote, being the host of a show, talking with someone else who's remote, that just becomes a whole like clusterfuck of like so many opportunities for it to mess up. Me just interviewing like, cause you and I, we have this down to a science. We have our microphones that sound good. We kind of understand our internet quality a little bit, but sometimes, you know, we used to like, it used to take us a long time to get started just because of technical issues. So we've kind of, we've kind of gotten down to a science, but we have to introduce another person on top of that and have to choreograph everything, it's really difficult. Yeah. It would be so much easier if we were together, but it's okay. It'll be we'll, fine. We'll have more interviews in the future. There's a lot of cool stories that um, I think we can tell. But speaking of, um, we are on obviously Spotify's radar program or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Another podcast that's on there, uh, her name is Sapphire. And I'm going to be on her podcast. I'm going to be doing an interview on Tuesday with her. Um, and I don't know if you guys have heard any of her uh, any of her stuff. We go, we highly recommend it. Um, I'm going on there to tell some ghost stories, some experiences, paranormal experiences that I've had um, that I thought would be cool. You didn't have any. I'm so sad. I was like, because she, she reached out to us and was like, hey, like, I'm excited that we're part of Radar together. Do you guys have any ghost stories? And I was I thought for a long time, I was like, have I ever been touched by the paranormal? And <laughs> no, my answer is no. So like, I, I don't have anything to talk about. So, but I'm glad that you did because I think it'll be cool to like kind of get onto another podcast and talk about stuff. And yeah, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. I think it's a cool change. I invited her on. I'm not sure if we um, are going to do it. I want to, after the episode I do with her I want to obviously reach out again and see if we can schedule something because um uh, I think she is part of the LGBT community and I think it'd be interesting to talk about her experience um with us so if that's something interesting um you guys are interested in and listening to you for sure but um yeah ghost stories my family is just filled with them my very my family is very Mexican very brujeria very like spiritual so they always have like a bunch of these stories so growing up i was very like into that as i'm older i don't know how much i believe in ghosts i have had weird experiences so i guess i believe in ghosts i don't know it's interesting i always i feel like i sound psychotic when i'm like yes ghosts are real (laughs) 
I love like, ghosts. I, I, I mean, mean, I, I love them, but like, it's interesting to me. I like to be spooked. I, I do too. I like horror. We were talking like, I was like, what paranormal activities have I gotten? And we were joking that we both got possessed by demon that forced us to transition. So technically, all trans people do have experience with paranormal because we are all demons. Exactly. Um, we are going straight to hell, as many like to believe. Yeah. So The gates of heaven will not be opening for us. <laughs> they will be sealed shut. <laughs> sealed shut. But yeah, so we... Um, I love that, though. <laughs> We're going to hell. That's funny. But um, yeah, I uh, have a lot of experiences that I want to talk about and share. And I think I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. And I'm excited for you guys to to listen. Um, yeah. And I mean, I have a modern day horror story. I am currently in an apartment <sighs> with two people that have COVID. And it's stressing me out because we have a trip that's planned next week. Obviously, I don't want to get COVID and risk not being able to go or like infect my parents and our friends, that would be horrible. So it's stressing me out just because it's like the week before we leave and I have a lot of shit to do. I have to go grocery shopping. I have to clean my apartment. I have to make sure the cats have all the things that they need while we're gone. So this is not the time. I will say I feel fine. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to jinx anything. But this is not the first time that like people in my apartment have had COVID and I somehow managed to get away unscathed so i am praying that this is the same case because i i cannot get it i'm refusing how many times has russell had it this is the second time okay yeah no it's funny because he told me like uh, russell had covid and and i'm like immediately i was like what a trip (laughs) yeah so So, i i feel like because they both have it and we all went to emo night together which was last friday so i feel like that's probably when they got exposed so it's been a week and then we have another week. So I feel like by then we should be fine. But I'm just hoping that I don't get it. I feel like if I did, I would have shown symptoms already, especially because like, obviously it's my boyfriend. We share things like I drink out of his water bottle. We sleep in the same bed. I touch everything that he touches. And yeah, again, I don't want to drink anything, but I feel like I might be okay. I don't know how. I'm so lucky when it comes to COVID. Like, I've never gotten it. And I feel like at this point, it's kind of embarrassing to get it. Like, it's 2022, babe. You should have got that in 2020. Like, calm down. Are you, are you boosted? No. Boosted? <gasps> how? How? I don't know. That's crazy. I do not know. No, because I, I, I was vaccinated when I got it. And I, it was like the day before we scheduled our bo- booster. And then I, I got it. And like, it That's was, nice. it was the reason that I was like, I was like, before a trip is because like getting COVID, it was like the worst experience I've ever had with the sickness. And I've had like pneumonia before. Like, I'm like oh I've been, I've been like super sick. Um, it was bronchitis that could have been pneumonia or something like that. Like it was really bad. I was sick for like two months. And, but like this, just like two weeks span of me having COVID was like so bad. I like lost my sense of smell. And you said oh, your no. dad still, right? Has my dad trouble. got COVID in December of 2020. 
and he can barely taste anything. That's, That's almost two years. I, would have, I don't know how he's living. I like lost smell for like a, two weeks and it was like, I was like, I was like every day I was just crying. I was like in a constant state of like, I, I'm, I'm going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life. Like how traumatic it is to lose a sense. Like you don't know it, the feeling yeah. of it until it actually happens. And granted, like smell is like probably, probably the one that would want to lose if any, like mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to lose any, but like. But still, that's like such a, you don't understand. Like we went outside one day, my partner and I, and like it was like smoky outside. And Emily was like, oh yeah, some, so there was a fire. And like I literally couldn't smell a fire. And she said that's all she could smell. So like it was like, that's like when it really scared me. Cause I'm like, I can't even smell like, like something that's so strong right now. So I remember, I remember I had to buy like these like, like in incense sort of like thingies. And I was like huffing them every day trying to like regain like my senses i started uh, i did research and i was like i was literally an epsco host like of being a fucking scholar just like looking at like research and some research said that like nasal sprays could like help so i was taking nasal sprays every day i was like huffing different um like training my like sensory stuff and i finally got my smell back but like so scary yeah so i need all of your prayers because <sighs> I I can't get it. I can't. It's it can't happen. That would suck. I really hope you don't because yeah. I mean, you've lucked out this long. Like if you got it, it would truly just be transphobic. And why is it always before an event? Right. Like for I, what reason? I don't want. I'm not. I don't. I didn't manifest this. Okay. Like I did it. But I will <laughs> say. Emily, I was talking with Emily and I and I joked and I said, watch like one of us gets COVID before because we've been so oh, excited nice. for it. So I was like, watch one of us get COVID before like the, it actually happens. And I just said it as a joke. And then so the other day I woke her up telling her the news and she was like, you called it. And I was like, I didn't mean to. Like I it's, promise. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like we're all getting back to normal. Like I will admit, it wasn't probably very smart for me to go out three dates in a row last week and be surrounded by so many people. But I don't know. It just feels like we're kind of just trying to get back to normal. And at this point, it's just something that could potentially happen. And for some reason, it always happens at the most inconvenient times. But I think I'm okay. And we're just going to take it day by day. And that's... I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to say anything that'll jinx it. Yeah. I think everything will be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm positive about it, but um, if not, I still see you because possibly I might be going to LA in like a, in like two weeks. Um, there's a really cool thing happening that like we're super excited about. Um, Spotify is having a creator day and we have been so blessed to be invited to, to possibly speak on a panel I obviously, this is premature me talking. I don't know what the details are. Um, I'm still trying to figure out a ticket situation. But yeah, we got invited to speak on a panel for Creator Day. Like, that's crazy. That's so insane. First of all, just like going to a Creator Day with other podcasters, like hosted by Spotify. Like, that's literally like a an event that we were invited to and to speak like, what do we have to say? I, <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I would be stuttering like, yes, I agree. That's all I can get out of my mouth if I was on a panel. 
it sucks because I, I really want to go. The thing is that the the tickets, right, uh, for to just like go to a two hour flight, I think it's like three hours from Seattle to LA, right? It's like two and a half, maybe. That's, it's five hundred dollars a ticket for a round yeah. trip. So we'll see how it works out. I really want to go, and I would really love to participate. Um, if anything, Gage may go. Um, without me, but it's still a cool opportunity for Girlish. And um, I'm hoping that if by, for some reason you get sick, I'm not manifesting it, but if there's, I will still see you soon. I know it. I feel it. We're going to, we'll see each other soon. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited. Like there's, there's a lot of cool things. And the fact that I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like, I don't know what we could say. Just like, I don't either. Like, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, like, who's gonna ask us questions? Like, right? What does this panel look are? like? Like, like, is it like, 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 is there just questions from a moderator? Typically, how panels are, and like, is it gonna be like, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna be, but I really want to go out. I don't want to get like FOMO. I'm like, so I'm like, ah, I really want to go. I feel like, be yeah, so because for me, it's like, obviously, this is a really cool opportunity. But I would feel weird going by myself. Yeah, because that's what I, I would too. I'm not the I'm not the podcast. The podcast is not what it is unless we're together. So I feel like it would be weird for me to go and like talk and talk to people and represent the podcast by myself because that's not what it is. Also, I just hate being in like big events with nobody that I know because I'm like really awkward around people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like a big networking opportunity and I don't know how to approach people without somebody else standing next to me. So yeah, I would just be anxious the entire time too. I'm really weird when, when it comes to like, I'm bad when it comes to like crowd. Like if I were to go out in public, I have a lot of social anxiety, but I feel like for events, like, I don't know, like, yeah, having someone to lean on is like all the difference. Like, um, so I don't know. I think it would be, yeah, I would feel weird doing without you too, just because it's like we're like a team, we're like a unit. Um, girlish a unit. is girlish isn't anything without one of like one of us or both of us. So exactly, we'll, we'll see how the whole event turns out. But if anything, um, and we do end up going, you guys will see a ton of content from that, and I think it'd be really cool as a networking like thing as a whole. Whether that's us kind of connecting with more people that maybe we could interview in the future. Or maybe people we can get on their podcasts and like promote our like, um, our show on. So I think there's a lot of cool opportunities coming up. Um, but yeah, I think w- this whole year has been an omen for uh, Emily and I to eventually make our way more south if we move again. So we will see. I think you um, have to. I I don't know. I, I think. Really do. Now I have, okay, I have you there. Another friend that like is like an internet friend is moving there re- like recently. And then I have a cousin there. And then I have a friend from Gainesville that now lives there. So I'm like, I'm pretty well. You have a circle. There. You have a Here, circle. I have Emily's sister, which I love her, but like not enough people. So I'm like, yeah, I need, I need to like, I need to. Yeah. That would be so fun if you lived here. I've been saying that for like five years now. And I'm making my way slowly. Come on, hurry. Like you're getting closer, but it's like, (laughs) come come on. on. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of exciting things coming. I'm really just like excited 
just for like our personal lives, we're doing fun things. Obviously, we're going to see each other. And then in terms of the podcast, we have a lot of cool opportunities. So 2021, it's not 2021, it's 2022. 2022 started off weird, but I feel like now it's like getting to the juicy part. We have a lot, right. of, a lot of fun things coming. So I'm excited about the rest of this year. Pride Month really gave us our in. <laughs> it did. Uh, yeah. Our Pride Month was really like, do you do you guys need support? Okay, here you go. Yeah. And it was like a kick, kick for us. And like our our views, great, iconic. If you guys haven't followed us on like YouTube and stuff, we also upload on YouTube. And we have a bunch of cool shorts that we're releasing and on TikTok. So follow us on TikTok. Definitely, yeah. Follow us on YouTube and watch our stuff because sometimes our little videos get to like the wrong side of YouTube and they get a bunch of comments that just are like, really weird and gross. So it'd just be nice to have like a little balance of like people that aren't super conservative and want us to be dead. Um, so yeah. Well, I have to <laughs> read you some of the ones we got the other day. Um, about it was about. Uh, you um this was my favorite one because this was we were talking about roe v wade and you said you were talking about roe v wade and this person commented wow what a bright bulb yeah i think (laughs) so i i was saying like something about how things have changed and they were like well actually it's up to the states now to decide if it's illegal and i'm like okay well what if you live in a state that decides it's illegal somebody has to literally leave the state to get an abortion that's a change right like are you dumb and like there's even there's no protections currently to make it so states can create laws for like you to not be able to leave state if you're a citizen of the state you can't leave state to get an abortion so where doctors can be imprisoned if they like give you treatment or stuff like that so there's like no protection so i mean the world has changed but like we had a lot of comments of like I'm concerned people want to kill their babies before they're they're born knowing it's murder. And so we get a lot of comments. And honestly, I at first when YouTube removed the dislike button, I was like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? But like knowing that we're a small channel and we are like a marginalized community, we're going to get hate. And so I'm mm-hmm. kind of happy that people can't see the dislikes on our videos because um, we just get dislikes from people that don't support us as people. And so... Honestly, I kind of like it because, um, yeah, sometimes people are mean. That's what sucks. It's like the dislikes, at least for us, it's not really a representation of us not providing quality content. It's just because they, they're transphobic and they don't like us. Like they don't even really watch because a lot of times people bring up points like, oh, what about this? When we literally had discussed it in the entirety of the podcast so you could tell like they didn't really listen to anything and still decided to leave that hey comment or dislike the video or something so it's just kind of just discouraging that it's like not really a reflection of what we put out it's mostly just surrounding our identities that people don't like yeah we also our review like our i think our apple podcast like rating it's like a 4.7 or something. And it's like, well, we're a small podcast. Like, I understand we're not like this big production of a show, but like, I don't know. I just feel like we're, we kind of get attacked. Like, we have a few like one star. And it's like, I know that that's not, that's because someone saw us 
on the price section of Apple Podcasts a few years ago and was like, fuck these people. I'm going to give them a one star. Like, I, I know it. Like, we're not bad people. And they don't leave comments. Right. Like, if you're exactly. going to give me a one star, give me some constructive criticism. So exactly. What, what and I then, and so overall, it makes her show look like no one likes us or like we're bad. But it's like, no, people just don't like us as because we exist. And so that's. So what I urge people is if you're listening to this, go out of your way to like engage with our stuff because just your engagement can like really make the difference. Like, so even if it's just like a like on our video or like a five star on like our, our reviews and stuff like that, I don't know. I feel like we kind of get a lot of shit and it like is undeserving. So mm-hmm. it would be really nice and we would appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of people hating us. <laughs> I guess this is a good time for us to get into our main topic. I I don't really know like what or how exactly to phrase it, but I feel like lately with the push for trans rights and being more um, aware of how trans people experience things, there have been some figures, some notable figures, and just like random cis women that seem to take other people supporting the trans community as like a dig to being a woman and what being a biological cis woman actually means. Because I feel like there's some type of animosity towards us because I don't know. I feel like I don't speak for the entire trans community, but for me personally, I never said I was a cis woman. I never claimed to have experienced all of the experiences that they have, especially growing up as a young girl and going through middle school and high school and college. Like I didn't have those experiences. Like I never said I did. And I feel like they kind of feel like we're trying to take those experiences away from them. And I don't know. How do you feel about the whole situation? Yeah, I think it's just that it's definitely hurtful. Like, obviously, I mean, I think there's a lot of cis women that think that their identities are this community that like no one can infiltrate because if they if they infiltrate if if trans women infiltrate it, then it's like this form of misogyny. Like, I don't know, it's or that we for some reason benefit from misogyny, and I think that's kind of like a large part of what their belief is is that because we existed and we lived as boys before and we've profited or gained from um, misogyny in some aspects so we could never be in their shoes but um, yeah I think what they failed to realize is that trans people are probably one of the most marginalized especially trans people of color probably one of the most marginalized communities ever and they experience the craziest, like, um, you know, death threats, death um, uh, targets and attacks, assault attacks, um, comments and and bullying. And um, not even like now it's kind of expanded from like from someone telling you something on the street, attacking you to now like it being protected by the government to be able to say you're not allowed here. You're not allowed to do this or that. Like truly it's so hard being trans and it's something people obviously aren't choosing to do, but the way that I think there are certain cis women turfs are view it as as we are we are somehow sexualizing or glorifying 
what it means to be a woman and we're like wearing it as a costume and obviously that's not the case so it does kind of it, it puts a bitter taste in my mouth because that's how they feel and i can't really argue how they feel other than like I, my existence matters and i and i'm going through these real emotions and it's hard to live as someone trans but like for them it's like so easy to say like you don't exist you're not like valid yeah and i mean we all have different experiences and i think this is something that has come up a lot in history especially within the history of feminism is that there is like a majority group that obviously is fighting for rights for women but when you start introducing different types of women and different narratives and different experiences that people have and the intersectionality of what it means to be a woman that's when some people are a little bit hesitant because they feel like somehow including another group of people is diminishing their experiences and what they had to go through growing up which isn't how i see it at all um so like again i never claimed to have gone through all of the same struggles as a cis woman does so it's just kind of shitty to have them think that, at least for trans women, being a woman just means like putting on makeup and getting surgery. And I know for most trans women, that's obviously a part of our journey, but that's not really what defines us. Like that's something that we do within our own journey in order to feel more comfortable with who we are. But our journey to womanhood and what that actually means isn't just reduced to superficial things. Like we don't just think, oh, I'm going to grow my hair out and that means I'm a woman. Like it's it's a struggling journey that we've had pretty much our entire lives, even when we didn't identify as one. And I think that kind of gets overlooked and people mostly focus on the superficial things. I get really emotional, like especially lately where like I'm, I'm reading these comments of like transphobes, people that don't believe trans people, you know, deserve a nice healthy happy life because they don't really they don't they think they fail to realize the majority of trans people how like how life-altering dysphoria is how much of a burden it is to carry when you feel like there's no way for you to exist if you can't be yourself and it's truly something that weighs so heavily heavily especially on my heart like I don't even know where I'd be today if I didn't transition like I don't even think I would be here. So I think that's kind of like the scary part is that I feel like they're like they're done even considering you as a human being if they really believe that their feelings are more valid than someone who has like who's ex experiencing this trans experience that's obviously super valid, super hard, super really really awful to go through. Like I don't I hate when people think that it's like this new sort of religion, which we'll get to, or this like new like ideology that people now are just becoming trans for fun. When it's like, why would anyone want to exist as trans people for fun? Like this isn't a hobby. This isn't the game. Like th these are people's lives, and and it's definitely really hard to like live as a trans person, especially in America. So I definitely find it really frustrating. Um, for the constant begrading of, um, you know, the trans community, especially from like trans radical exclusionary feminists. I do, I want to say though, I think the feminist movement as a whole, I understand the saltiness from like, especially queer women, like throughout like history. 
um, a lot of queer women weren't a lot of queer women weren't allowed within like pride like pride groups or like um, pride um, what is it called like uh, liberation groups. A lot of queer women were never allowed to speak. So a lot of the momentum for like gay rights came from feminist movements because a lot of queer women just typically stayed within their feminist movement because gay white men kind of overtook any gay liberation front type thing. But what's frustrating about that is that they failed to realize that trans women, drag queens, especially trans women of color, were also a big part of that push of creating sort of a gay liberation throughout the entire like journey of advocacy. So I think we're on this, we're two sides of the same coin who were also, also ostracized from the community, but they can't view us that way. They have to view us as like, you're men, you're men, you're men. And like, I think that's what hurts is because we are fighting for the same goal. You just fail to really realize who, you, you know, you're just bigoted in your ways. And like, there's no way to change that. Yeah. And I think comments from, normal people in society as a whole. Obviously, it hurts to go on Twitter and see things like that. But I feel like there's a different type of feeling that you have when it's like a notable actress or an artist or a singer that's saying something. Um, and I know like, obviously, just because you're an actress or a singer means that you should have a certain type of political affiliation. But I feel like when you have such a big audience, you should be conscious before you say things, specifically because there are so many people that follow you and take your word as gospel, basically, because they look up to you or you're an inspiration to them. And this week, there have been a few instances where actresses and singers have come out and said some transphobic remarks about the community. I don't, I don't know enough about them to like say that they're transphobic. I don't think they are. I think a lot of what people talk about and what their concerns are, are from a place of genuine concern, but just not simply understanding the trans experience. So there are some instances that we'd like to discuss today. First, coming from Bette Midler, which I I watch a lot of Drag Race, and the gay (laughs) community is obsessed with Bette Midler. And she's done like a lot of advocacy in the past, for the LGBT community. So this one in particular was kind of shocking to me just because she has such a history of being accepted and being accepting of the LGBT community. Um, But she tweeted something out this week. It was in response to Roe v. Wade, but it was kind of a dig at trans women. And yeah, I just thought it would be interesting for us to go over that because it like leads into something else that somebody else said and then our most favorite topic ever on the podcast also weighed in on this so we get to bring in her and talk about what she said because she just loves she just loves inserting herself into everything regarding the trans community yes now we have we have to do a dramatic reading of course of Bette Midler's tweet because it's super important that we have to do it I love when you do it. Do you want to do this one or do you want to do the second one? We should plan this this out beforehand. Okay, you'll do this one? I'll do this one. Just because when when you sent it to me, I was like, this is so fucking dramatic. Like, this is perfect (laughs) for this. Yeah. So 
Let's get into our dramatic reading. I'm so excited. Of Bette Midler's tweet. So, Miss Midler tweeted, Women of the world, we are being stripped of our rights, over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. The artist tweeted on Sunday. So this was this past Sunday. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people, our menstruators, and even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. So I guess she has an issue with the fact that instead of just saying women in terms of abortion rights, people are saying people who can birth or people with vaginas or menstruators. And this is something I see that's common. Like, why do you have an issue with that? Because you are all of those things. You menstruate, you can give birth, you have a vagina. It's not excluding you whatsoever, but you have to realize that trans people exist, intersex people exist, non-binary people exist. Not everybody who has this type of biology identifies as a woman still. And that's not in any way trying to reduce the experiences of women. It's just literally being accurate. Not everybody that has a vagina identifies as a woman. And And I I don't know. Right. It's a small minority of like these times you hear people like describe it as like people with vaginas. Like it's typically, I mean, everything everywhere is always saying like women's rights, women's rights, women's rights are being stripped. And it's a very small amount of times. I think even our Roe v. Wade episode, we just kept saying like women's rights are being stripped away. Um, But obviously, you know, there are going to be those times where people are going to, you know, especially those who are, have the, live the trans experience of having, um, um, anatomy that are able to allow them to have children. Like they're going to speak up saying, Hey, I'm visible. I'm here. I, I exist too. And like, they're equally as valid. And I think you saying like you trying to shut out them is more hurtful than anything. Like you saying that they don't exist, then it like leaves them out in the dust. So they're just forgotten. And I think that's more hurtful than like then using like you're using like people are using languages that still includes you. But like when you exclude a group of people that exist, you're the one doing the excluding. You're the one trying to deny their existence. Um, it's so odd to me because what she said was just so weird and just like out of nowhere. And I, and I think you're right. I don't think she understood. I think she did this with like no understanding of like why people were saying like, birthing people which i haven't i haven't heard anyone describe it as that i've heard like people with uteruses i've heard but like birthing people but yeah she's saying don't let them erase you every human on earth owes you what you're doing is you're doing the erasing you're doing the not acknowledging that trans people exist that there are men in this world there are people that don't identify as women in this world that are going to be affected by abortion rights do they not matter because they're trans so like that's like what's super frustrating. She yeah. played a witch. She didn't have to be one. Exactly. It's so <laughs> disappointing. It's like, yeah, I, I don't think she's transphobic. I just think, I don't know. There's a lack of understanding that a lot of people have in regards to the whole issue. Just because, I don't know, as trans women, we we know that we can't give birth. Like we're not trying to be included in that conversation we're fighting 
for women's rights, obviously, and any, everybody that can give birth. So it's just like exhausting to constantly have digs thrown at us, people saying like, oh, well, you can't even get pregnant. So why is this an issue that matters to you? And that's the thing. It's an issue that doesn't affect a lot of us, but we're still fighting for that right for the people who it does affect. And it's like those same people are going, turning back on us and saying, okay, well, you basically don't exist. And your experiences are different than mine. And our experiences are more valid than yours. And that's really where the main issue lies. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry. I'm reading I'm reading a what she said in response because after all the backlash that she got, she said, um, there was no intention of anything exclusionary or transphobic in what I said. It wasn't about that. She said, um, it was about the same old shit women, all women have been putting up with since the cavemen. Even then, men got top billing. And I don't know what she means by that because in, I like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. But like, that doesn't really explain why you were like trying to exclude trans people from yeah. that whole conversation. But I, yeah, I, I just think it's like a misunderstanding or her lack of understanding. Yeah. I mean, I, I always have to be open-minded. It's easy for me to say you're transphobic because I've mm. lived a trans experience but like even when I first started transitioning, I was super ignorant in like the way trans people existed or lived. And it's something that like so you really to really understand, you really have to like want to hear out or be actively listening to and understanding. And um, and I feel like a lot of these people don't have that understanding. So it's easy for me to be like, yeah, this bitch is transphobic. But obviously I know that um, I, I think she's just truly confused. How old is she? Grant, that doesn't make a difference, but it kind of does. She it's a, it was a different generation, and Miss Queen is um, almost eighty. So, yeah, honestly, and I she mean, can like, live the rest of her life feeling whatever she wants to feel. <laughs> yeah, she's she's lived. Like, if that's what you want, that's okay, girl. Like, you can go to the grave with those beliefs. You left us hocus pocus. Thanks. <laughs> I, yeah, thank you for the masterpiece. Um, but you know, it's fine, and I think you bring up a good point. It's like. Obviously, we're bringing these things up and we're bringing bringing up remarks that people are saying. But for the most part, aside from a very few select amount of people, we're not like calling people transphobic or wishing ill will upon them. It's just it's important for us to point out what people are saying and how it might be a little bit problematic and reflection is needed because that's an idea or a belief that people have that could kind of fuel into something more harmful. So it's important to talk about these types of things, but we're not necessarily saying like she's a horrible person or like, you know, she wants all trans people to die. I don't think that's the case. It's just like, it was a shitty thing to say. And I think without knowing, she definitely offended some people and excluded some people from the conversation. Yeah. And so she wasn't the only one that partaked in this whole, um, this whole trans attacking, like uh, cis women attacking trans people uh, this past week. We also have a little um, shout out from Miss Macy Gray, um, who also made a comment on a Pierce Morgan show, which 
was odd already because well, just I don't going know. there in the first place is a little strange but <laughs> yeah like go what okay but um she made an offhanded comment i don't know if you have any like specific quotes but as i recall on the show she was talking about trans people and she says i don't care what anyone says and i might get backlash for this but if just changing your parts does not make you a woman or something like that so just like out of nowhere just like attacked trans people saying like or trans women saying like you aren't a woman if you get surgery for it and so um yeah very just out of the blue and just like said in like a really disgusting way um yeah she decided to come after us and you know thanks it's nothing we haven't handled before you know it's just a constant battle and she also said so another quote was that if you want me to call you a her I will, because that's what you want, but that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her and just because you got surgery. So again, it's like reducing trans people specifically down to their surgeries only. It's like, that's, that's all there is to us. It's that we live the life that we live just because we got surgery and it was so easy for us to get surgery and blah, 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 whatever. And I think another interesting point is like, the argument that I don't agree with your lifestyle. In fact, I think you're going to go to hell and I don't think you're a nice person, but if you want me to call you a her, sure, I'll do it because I'm a respectful person like that. How do you feel about people with that type of mindset that like will pronoun you correctly, but in the back of their mind, think that you're an evil spawn from Satan? It's so passive aggressive and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Okay. I can feel, you know, you can feel the way you want to feel. Um, and I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think I'm the one losing in this whole, this whole argument of yours where I don't, I don't accept you, but I'll call you what you want to call you. It's like, okay, then you're doing half the work for me. Like, I don't, you're doing all that I want you to be doing for me. Like, and it does frustrate me because I know a lot of people exist that way where it's like, like, where they're like, you know what, like, they can do what they want to do, like, in the privacy of their own homes, but like, not in front of me or my kids. And like, that's the same sort of argument, or, you know, God loves them, but God doesn't love their sin, or something like that. And it's like all that same, like, uh, I understand that you're there, but I'm going to choose to pretend, like, pretend you don't exist. So it's all this whole notion to try and be like, yeah, it's just a backhanded compliment. It's microaggressive and it's like super hurtful. What's like even the point of saying that? Like if you will willingly accept somebody and call them by the pronouns that they prefer, then just do that. You don't have to throw in, by the way, you're not getting into heaven. <laughs> right. <laughs> like why why would you say that? Like we all – there's a way to filter your thoughts. We all do it every single day. I think so many things about somebody when I'm talking to them. Do I say them to their face? No, because there's no reason for me to say that. And some of the things that I might be thinking might be a little hurtful to them. So like, just filter yourself. There's no reason to say that. You, I don't need to know if you think I'm going to get into heaven. That doesn't matter to me. So if you're going to call me by she, great. That's great. We can be civil with each other. There's, but there's no point to also double down and be like passive aggressive and tell me that I'm going to hell after like there's no point for that 
I also want to keep reiterating that cis women think that they go through like the absolute worst trauma and abuse. And, and I agree that it's like significant. And I think that that's a problem. There's a lot of misogyny in this world, but I want to like argue that with not saying that trans people's experiences are worse, but trans people also experience the same misogyny that women, cis women experience too. So the fact that they try and like pretend that doesn't exist when trans women are being killed, like trans women of color are being murdered, assaulted, harmed, sexually assaulted. Um, Trans people are killing themselves in, in a high rate because you choose not to accept them and the world chooses not to accept them. They are also a product. um, Their pain is also a product of the same misogyny that you are affected by. It's not just a you thing and it's selfish to think that. So it like, like it doesn't make sense to me because you feel like you're the most marginalized and you're unable and unwilling to realize that there's, there's people that are also hurting and you can both simultaneously exist at the same time and that doesn't negate who you are or your identity. And I think that's what they're hung up on. And so I think that's what our favorite queen, Miss J.K. Rowling, is hung up on. Um, because after this happened, and obviously Macy Gray and Bette Miller got a lot of shit, Miss J.K. decided to comment on it. Because she you know, always has to be an advocate for the people, for the women. Um, so Ms. J.K. Rowling tweeted, today feels like a good day to ensure I've bought Macy Gray's entire back catalog. She said, oh, she's transphobic. I got to support this bitch. Besties. She's one of us. They're besties. I think what you said like relates a lot to it. It's like a lot of these attitudes are coming from cis white women. And again, as trans women, obviously we don't experience everything that a woman goes through as they're developing and growing up into a woman. But if you think about it, I'm not like trying to compare trauma, but if you take a trans woman of color as opposed to a cis white woman, trans women of color are experiencing racism. They're experiencing homophobia because some people don't even view them as women. They're also experiencing transphobia and they're also experiencing sexism. So the fact that you somehow think that because you get catcalled on the street sometimes is comparable to people literally being killed, people being attacked, people not having rights. It's like, again, not trying to compare experiences here, but you can't really say that trans women don't go through anything or that, oh, just because we got a boob job, all of our problems go away. And we're women now like that doesn't do anything. People will still continuously refuse to acknowledge our identities, even after we fully transitioned and have gotten all of the surgeries that we want. So it's surgery does not mean shit. And I hate that it keeps getting brought up that like that is the end all be all to being a woman because it's literally not. Yeah. Um, I just it's it's like really frustrating. And I I hate that J.K. Rowling always has to, she just like, it's like her, her senses, they tingle her. It's that wizarding world of turf power that she, she has, has like keywords in her computer. Anytime somebody says something turfy, she's like 
she gets an alert. No, because I didn't even hear about this Bette Midler, Macy Gray thing until she commented on it. So that's when the, then I heard something about it. But, I feel uh, like she just wants people – she's so proud when somebody else thinks similar to her because it makes her feel like she's not a horrible person. So that's why she's always jumping in and like supporting people. My favorite um, was what she ended up – what J.K. Rowling ended up retweeting after all of this which I'm excited to be doing my dramatic reading on today um, because uh, it is iconic. It's an amazing tweet from uh, Stephen Knight, who Miss JK retweeted. So this is it, everyone. Get ready. Bette Miller and Macy Gray aren't receiving pushback because they said something hateful or inaccurate. They are being demonized as heretics for rejecting the dogmas of a new religion. This is how blasphemy law works, the digital era. So, thank you. <laughs> we are spreading transianity. And transianity. <laughs> the world is just not ready for it. It's a new religion. And our God, who's our God? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something funny right now, and I literally can't think. Um, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, <laughs> I blanked on that one. Um, yeah, it's all she's she's our our god. I'm trying to think who our cult leader is. Um, we're we're the cult leaders, definitely. Yeah, it's <laughs> us. Anyone that anyone that prays it, Disney is actually Disney's the cult leader. Um. Buzz Lightyear is like the the actor that's advocating. He's our for, ally. He's our ally. Yeah, our soldier. Um, <laughs> tr- truly, the troops. <laughs> oh my god! But yep. So I love that we're like it's like a new religion, right? Like trans existence. People that have existed since the beginning of time is all of a sudden this new religion, and it's yeah. like just like accepting them in like normal life, like is somehow a bad thing. Um, I'm interested in like I want to dive d- deeper into that guy's Twitter. Wait, I, who I, is this man? Is he? I, is he's just like a, a random account? person. Oh, I don't know if it's a verified account. Let me see. Is he verified? He's not even verified. I think he just might be a, a J.K. Rowling fan. She just said that's a banger. Like I need that on. I need that to be seen. It's so weird. That's such a weird thing to say. Like, how is it a religion? It's, I'm sorry, just acknowledging that people exist and different identities are in existence. That's a religion that's trying to take over the world. He, so like this guy's a full, like, let me read you his bio on his Twitter. Host of the Godless Spellchecker podcast and the Night Tube, reporter, free speech, skepticism secularism so like he's like genuinely like i'm 14 this is deep i don't believe in god type guy who's like who's like he's like this cool like atheist like like who like is like a free speech advocate and it's like okay so you're like and that's the kind of person jk rowling endorses who i still don't think has said anything about abortion rights in america who hasn't said anything in defense about it but she would love to retweet the guy that um, talks about um, 
how trans people shouldn't exist or how we're this new religion. Um, yeah. I mean, if we were a religion, I feel like we would be the, the best religion. Like everybody's welcome. You can do whatever you want. And that's it. So it doesn't sound so bad to me. Honestly, we are taking applications. So if you guys are interested, it's like the new Scientology. You, yeah. you don't to be a part. You have to donate to a mutual aid. So and that's um, us, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you can actually donate on us um, on our uh, if you go to anchor.com.fm/girlish um, and you go to our support, you can support us there. Yeah, and, yeah, you can give us money, or you can donate to. Um, any mutual aid for a trans woman's surgeries, and that's how you're inaugurated into it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and all of the proceeds do go to benefiting the people in our coven. So we really are appreciative of everybody that's supporting us. Our um, when you join, you have to have a Harry Potter wand, and you have to go when Guardium Leviosa. <laughs> you throw it in a fire, and like that's yeah. how you be. That's how you're inaugurated in. Mm-hmm. So you have to say your final spell and release all of the attention it's given you. And that's, that's it. So um, we also. Um, I'm sorry. This is just fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm, yeah. I like, I want to like keep going with this, like, but I'm beating a dead horse. This is just so stupid. I, I yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. I just, he, <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, it makes, it checks out for her. That's definitely something that she would retweet. I just like, I don't understand what the the constant like attacking of us, like what does it do for her? Um, Obviously it's hurting her career. Um, What's her name? Um, Hermione. (laughs) Emma Watson, right? Emma Watson. Yeah. Yeah, she said that she wouldn't participate in any future Harry Potter things if J.K. Rowling is involved. So she's like, yeah. I mean, she's she's made her bank. She lives in a fucking castle in the UK. Like, um, she she has her life that she's living, so she doesn't really have anything to lose. She's fucking than... rich. Yeah, I and I she's even... one of the most beloved authors in the world. And you are just flushing yourself down the toilet over an issue that doesn't even relate to you whatsoever. And for what? Like, she's not gaining anything. She's not getting anything. Like, just go run around in your castle, bitch. Like, don't you have something else to do? She's, oh my God. Guess how much she's worth? Billions. Close. Um, close to billions. She like is Like 700 worth, million. She's worth 820 million euros, yeah. which in US dollars is just like barely shy of a billion dollars she's a billionaire like essentially nine hundred and eighty six thousand dollars um yeah nine hundred eighty six million dollars sorry like literally and that's so- what she chooses to do with her free time <laughs> she i mean i guess like with all the money in the world i'd be transphobic too i guess yeah i mean you can really say whatever you want because if i at if- the end of the day <laughs> If I had to sell my soul to be like like transphobic, one hundred percent. Give me a billion dollars. I promise you that I would I would do the worst thing. No, I'm kidding. I won't, but <laughs> maybe for the right price. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just another day, I guess, in the life of a trans woman. 
it's never easy, but we just keep pushing because that's what we do. We're so inspiring, honestly. I I love that. Yeah. I think that if anything, this is really uh, the story of a a come up story. This is an underdog story for us. So once we can overcome the, the, the witch J.K. Rowling is then, and the witch Bette Midler is, then we can overcome anything. We're literally the main characters of society and politics right now. And she's like, like the, right she, now, yeah, they're fighting, but we're going to come out on top eventually. Yeah. J.K. Rowling, the final boss. She is the, yeah. the, the um, Voldemort. Of she's Vecna. <laughs> <laughs> literally. That's so funny. We're Max. Yeah. We're in a oh, coma, but we know well. we we know we're gonna come back alive. We she know might ha- that. have broken all of our bones, but guess what, sweetie? <laughs> I'm still breathing, so <laughs> I'm still here. Speaking of a Stranger Things, really quick, I guarantee I know I'm gonna call it right now. The next season, the trailer for the next season, it's gonna start with like like with just like a gasp of air, and then you see Max come up as she wakes up. That's oh how the next the trailer of the next season is gonna come out. And I'm having this right here as my proof. That I, I hope that you're goes. right because we love Max. So I think she's going to be possessed by Vecna. Oh my God. What if they have to kill her? No, because if they kill her, then she'll be released from him because he absorbed all of her. Exactly. Being, right? So that's the key. Oh my God. They have to kill her to save her. That's so poetic. I was so sad though. She was like, I don't want to die. I'm not ready. That was and really then, horrible. Like, oh. That was actually the worst thing. Yeah. And the jock being like ripped in half. I loved that. It's literally his fault. (laughs) She couldn't run up the hill because he stepped on it. So. (laughs) That's really funny. But yeah. So I guess with that being said, um, thank you everyone for listening. This is a nice long one and I had a good time. Um, And thank you for participating in all the love that we've been getting within like the radar stuff. Like we truly have been receiving so much like kind words. Yeah, we definitely have. So again, thank you everybody for listening. You all know where to find us on Instagram and YouTube. If you want to watch the video portions, I would suggest because I look like a different person. I am like 12 shades darker. So I think you should (laughs) relish in the fact that I don't look pale right now because I feel really proud i'm like i made it a goal to tan before i saw my parents because they always made fun of me so that's why i've been tanning so hard and i'm excited for next week which should be very fun and we should have like a lot of content of us together which will be a nice change of pace because i don't even remember the last time we saw each other don't get covid i'll kick your ass i won't i promise (laughs) everybody pray for me please i know prayers uh, I'll go to church this Sunday just for you. Thank you. <laughs> you can praise our, our new religion. I, oh, literally. Yep. Yeah. Just don't forget to pay your your um, your entry fee. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember to pray to the trans gods. Because if you don't, then we're all just going to start detransitioning and our hormones will stop working. So you have to. If you don't. Caitlyn Jenner is going to kill another old woman in a car accident. Caitlyn sees <laughs> all. She knows what you're doing. So watch out. All right. Have a great one. And we'll see you in the next one, guys. Bye. Bye.